the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Did really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salisbury, all directors of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, we're going to take up two questions that were brought to us by the youth program at my church. Art Linkletter used to say, kids say the darndest things. They ask great questions. <laughs> oh, and yes. The two great questions that were brought to us by our youth that we had to get a, <laughs> a group of our elders at church together to make sure that we gave them a good response. Where do babies go to heaven if they die as babies? And what about a person who never hears the gospel? Can they be saved? Let's take up first the question of do babies go to heaven if they die as babies? Now, Catholic theology has an answer for this. Does anybody know what the Catholic theology is here? What if you're baptized, then... Don't they go into limbo? They're good? Now, their idea is limbo. That if you aren't baptized, if you aren't introduced into the family of God, God is holy and therefore he cannot take in with him anyone who has a sin nature. And since babies carry forward the sin nature, that they are transported to a, a baby playground forever called limbo. And one of the things that the Catholics try to do initially is to baptize that child as soon as possible to get him into right. that person, into the family of God. That's how they answer this. But we're going to take a different point. Let's talk some scripture here. 2 Samuel 12, 22 and 23, we have David here, who after he and Bathsheba conceived. conceived an illegitimate child. While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, David said. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, David said, but he will not return to me. That is probably the scripture the evangelicals hang their hat on to say that these babies go where? To heaven. They go to heaven. Deuteronomy 139, and the little ones that you said would be taken captive, your children who do not yet know good from bad, they will enter the land. I will give it to them and they will take possession of it. God was saying here that you people who rejected me, you're going to wander around in the wilderness wilderness for 40 years and that type of stuff till you're gone. But the people who had no part of it, the people who did not know what they were doing, I'm going to make inheritance. The same thing he does for God. And basically wind up training them as they go out in the wanderings. But what we have here is a concept that is now in evangelical circles called the age of accountability. That before the time that the little children don't know right from wrong, don't know what is good and evil, etc., that if they die during that period of time, God translates them immediately to heaven. Some more scripture on that. Matthew 19, 13 and 14. Then the people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the 
disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as thee. Amen. That is pretty straightforward in terms of where these little unaccountable babies will go. Matthew 18, verse 3. Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Folks, when you hear all of this, what is your belief system with what happens to babies when they die in infancy or as little children? I think evenly the ones that are aborted naturally by the mother or by some other means, I think also those children wind up going into heaven because at the moment of conception, if a being is created, no ifs, no ands, no buts, and yes, it's also not treated as a human being in a lot of places, and eventually it will, but it's a matter of it is still a created being upon conception. Any other thoughts? I have a personal experience. I was led to the age of accountability at age seven. I had my first encounter with Jesus at age seven. And before that, I was under the process of being convicted of my need for a savior. So I know that there is an age of accountability. In my case, it was age seven. I don't know that that's the way it is for every child, but it's on that order, age seven, eight, nine, 10, whatever. And the age of accountability really is a real feel thing. And I experienced it. Okay. And that is consistent with most evangelical theology today. And it's what we transferred to our youth. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B. SA.org. Today we're talking about questions our youth have posed to us and that we answer. These are thorny questions. The second one we're going to take up today is, what about a person who never hears the gospel? Can they be saved? Uh, What about the guy on a desert island? Now there are really two modes of thought within Christianity today on this. In John 14, 6 is a pivotal scripture. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Now, the Reverend David Platt, who used to be uh, the pastor of a megachurch in Birmingham, Alabama, as a past president of the International Missions Board, says that that means no one can be saved except they know Christ as Savior. And a large part of our current theology is based upon that idea. Why do we go out and say that we have to spread the gospel? Why do we feel so impressed by the Great Commission? Is it on us to spread the gospel? As you go. Obviously, Jesus made that command very clear in Matthew, and it said, you know, as you go, preach the gospel. And in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that is a command that we cannot ignore. But he also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no one comes to the Father except through me. And we have John's gospel that through me means through the Creator, who is Jesus. Because John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, basically describes creation and the Creator being Jesus, the person of God that we know as Jesus. So if we go to Romans chapter 1, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. So anyone who looks at creation realizes that there's a creator already knows Jesus. Maybe not by name, maybe not by Jesus of Nazareth, but knows the creator, knows God. There have been some missionaries that have been sent out to some places where no missionary has been sent before and they asked if they knew who Jesus was and they said no, but they told them about who who and what God's attributes were and they said, oh, we wondered what his name was and Mm -hmm. they identified him as Jesus. The super conservative attitude about this, which is held by a law, is that if you don't have a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ, you cannot be saved. That is true in the New Covenant. But was it true for the Old Testament saints? Or were they covered by Jesus' sacrifice? They're covered by Jesus. Well, they, they trusted in the coming of Messiah, which is the same thing. 
were understood, but they did not know the name Jesus, and, and they did not know who they were having a relationship with, but they trusted in that. The name Jesus is a Greek form of Yahshua. Yahshua is two parts. Yah, which is the name of God, Shua saves, which means God saves. So the idea that God saves people is the name of Jesus. So if you understand that God saves, then you understand the name of Jesus, and you have the name of Jesus even if you don't call it Jesus. Understood. Amen. Understood, and it's a great point you both make. I think the people who get very didactic in this with saying, you must know who Jesus is, and you must have a personal relationship with him, that obviously couldn't have covered exactly for that with the Old Testament saints, nor it covered a person on a desert island. But we've had experience here with both Muslims and with people who have never heard the gospel who God reached out to. There's some scripture on that. You already referred to it, Carl, with Romans chapter 1 in Deuteronomy 4.29. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. So that's an Old Testament scripture that says if we seek God, what will happen? You'll find him. We'll find him. Let's go to a New Testament scripture. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What does that tell me? What do those scriptures tell me? If we seek God, what will he do? He will reveal himself. He'll make himself known to us. That person on a desert island, he can see the creation. He is without excuse. But if he says, God, I don't know what your name is, who you are or what you are, but I want to know you, what will happen? God will show up. God will show up. So what we transfer to our youth is that there is a way that God will make a way. Proverbs 7, 7 through 8. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. It does not say they have to know Jesus. It does not say they have to know the name. God holds us accountable for what we know. I'm going to credit that to my pastor for putting it that way. (laughs) That was good in the first question discussion we had of the age of accountability, and that's good here. That person on a desert island, that person who has never had the gospel around them, do they still know there's a creator? Yes. Yes. Romans 1.20 that you you mentioned, Carl, made that very clear. Hebrews 10, 8 through 12. First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased through them. Though they were offered in accordance with the law, then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. One of the questions that comes into that John 14, 6 thing is, is it saying that you must have a personal relationship with Jesus to the point of knowing his name and seeing his vision? Or is it saying that he is the one who set up the sacrifice and no one is getting into heaven except through him? The letter. The latter. And that's what we transferred to our youth. The day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But when this priest had offered for all time, one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Who was that priest? Yeshua Messiah. Yeshua Messiah, Jesus. If it is true that Jesus paid the price, but God will take care of those seeking him in remote locations, is there any need to evangelize? Oh, yes, because God commanded it. 
He not only commanded it, why would he do it? If he's going to respond to anyone who seeks him, why is he going to do it? He wants to perfect the faith of those that are saved. And he's utilizing us. This is how he always brings us up. Why does he tell us to tithe? There's got to be a better way to fund the church (laughs) than tithing. But what happens out of tithing? We We are disciplined. Yeah. It's a demonstration of our faith. It's a method of us showing our obedience to his word. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. He also said, not one jot till will go away of the of the words. That's right. And if the tithing is already in there, that means it's still already in By the same token, the Great Commission is still to be followed, not just because it's a command, because it's one of the tools God uses to spread the word. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Saul, Thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.